Lord, everybody. Amen. So good to be in the house of the Lord again tonight. Amen. No place I'd rather be. Amen. At anywhere or any time than is in the house of the Lord. Praise God. Amen. Amen. There's lots of places we could be tonight. Amen. But I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. People look for answers everywhere, but our answers are in the house of the Lord. Amen. If we could all get the attitude of David, one of the most quoted scriptures in the world, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I was glad. Amen. Not because I was forced to go, not because I had to go, but I was glad to go. Amen. There's a lot of folks aren't glad to be in the house of God because where they're going, there's no presence of God. Amen. But when you're walking in the presence of God, you can be glad to be in the house of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. I know that there's big plans for tomorrow, but we need to have church tonight. Amen. Let's get it out of our minds and have church tonight. Amen. I was glad when they said unto me, let's go to the house of the Lord. I was glad when they said unto me, there's places I could have been and things I could have done, but I was glad when they said unto me, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. I know some of us are tired, we're hungry, and we're cranky. Amen. May be a little bit grouchy tonight, but that's not God's fault. Amen. Let's go ahead and have church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. If you stand with me tonight, turn in your Bibles to the book of Joshua in chapter number six. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I'd preach to sinners tonight if there were any there, here. Amen. But since there aren't, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Joshua chapter 6 and verse number 1. It says, Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. The Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given into thine hand Jericho, and the king thereof, and the mighty men of valor. And ye shall compass the city, all ye men of war. Go round about the city once, thus shalt thou do six days. Seven priests shall bear before the ark seven trumpets of ram's horns. The seventh day ye shall compass the city seven times. The priests shall blow with the trumpets. And it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when ye hear the sound of the trumpet, All the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city shall fall down flat, and the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. Praise God. For a little bit tonight, to endeavor to speak on the subject, tear down your wall. Tear down your wall. Praise God. Can you lift your hands? Ask the Lord to have his way in this place. God, we love you, Jesus. We thank you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I love you. 
love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Amen, amen. And you may be seated in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. On May the 8th of 1945. Amen. I wasn't alive yet. Praise God. In fact, my parents weren't alive yet. Amen. May the 6th, 1945. Germany surrendered in World War II. Amen. Berlin was divided into four sectors. The United States, the British, France, and Russia. On June the 30th of 1946, the demarcation line was guarded at the instigation of Russia. They were not guarding it to keep people out, but to keep people in. Amen. October the 29th of 1946, an interzone pass was required to travel between the east and west of Germany. June the 5th of 1947, Secretary of State George C. Marshall introduced the Marshall Plan which was simply economic relief for Europe. Amen. If you bear with me for a minute, praise God, we're going somewhere. Amen. They were willing to include Russia, but Stalin rejected the help. Amen. They began the rebuilding of Europe from the devastation of World War II. Amen. This plan included West Germany, which had been horribly destroyed by bombing. Amen. A lot of the city was rubble. Amen. Many of their cities almost completely destroyed. Bombing raids, artillery, armies that were invading had really done severe damage in Germany. They were financially and physically, they were, they were wiped out. And the introduction of this plan began the rebuilding of West Germany and especially West Berlin. In June the 23rd of 1948, currency reform began because of the fact that West Germany's currency was worth far more than East Germany. In fact, at the end of this, of this time period of these two being divided, it was worth about four to one, the difference in value of their currency. On May the 24th of 1949, the German Democratic Republic was formed, which we called West Germany. May the 26th of 1952, only the border between West and East Berlin remained open. And on December the 11th of 1957, leaving East Germany without permission was forbidden and violators were prosecuted with prison terms up to three years. I would remind you that this border was put in place, was not chosen by the people that lived there. These lines divided families, divided friendships. Amen. It stopped travel between places where folks had traveled all of their lives. Praise God. August the 13th of 1961, the Berlin sectorial border between East and West Berlin was closed and barriers were built. August the 14th of 1961, the Brandenburg Gate was closed. And August the 26th of 1961, all crossing points were closed for West Berlin citizens. December the 17th of 1963, West Berliner citizens could visit East Berlin for the first time after more then two years. Amen. And this rocked on for year after year after year. This wall was built. Amen. And they, I mean, this brick wall, I remember so much as a child seeing pictures of this wall. On one side, it was perfectly clean. On the other side, graffiti was painted all over it. Amen. And this wall stood there dividing these people. On June the 12th of 1987, a president I wish was still our president. Praise God. Ronald Reagan visited Germany and made a speech at 2.20 p.m. at the Brandenburg Gate. 
that was broadcast on loudspeakers so that all could hear it on both sides of the wall. Amen. I'm going to take a few quotes from his speech, but he said, behind me stands a wall that encircles the free sectors of the city, part of a vast system of barriers that divides the entire continent of Europe. From the Baltic south, these barriers cut across Germany in a gash of barbed wire, concrete, dog runs, and guard towers. Farther south, there may be no visible, no obvious wall, but there remain armed guards and checkpoints all the same. Still a restriction on the right to travel, still an instrument to impose upon ordinary men and women the will of a totalitarian state. President von Weizsäcker has said the German question is open as long as the Brandenburg Gate is closed. Today I say, as long as the gate is closed, as long as the star of a wall is permitted to stand, it is not the German question alone that remains open, but the question of freedom for all mankind. Hallelujah. Amen. He said, where four decades ago there was rubble. Today in West Berlin, there is the greatest industrial output of any city in Germany. Busy office blocks, fine homes and apartments, proud avenues and the spreading lawns of parkland where a city's culture seemed to have been destroyed. Today there are two great universities, orchestras and an opera, countless theaters and museums where there was one. Today there's abundance, food, clothing, automobiles from devastation, from utter ruin. You Berliners have in freedom rebuilt a city that once again ranks as one of the greatest on earth. After these four decades, then there stands before the entire world one great and inescapable conclusion. Freedom leads to prosperity. Freedom replaces the ancient hatreds among the nations with comity and peace. Freedom is the victor. He went on to list some changes that were being made. He said, are these the beginning of profound changes in the Soviet state? Or are they token gestures intended to raise false hopes in the West or to strengthen the Soviet system without changing it? We welcome change and openness for we believe that freedom and security go together. That the advance of human liberty can only strengthen the cause of world peace. There is one sign the Soviets can make that would be unmistakable, that would advance dramatically the cause of freedom and peace. General Secretary Gorbachev, if you seek peace, if you seek prosperity for the Soviet Union and Eastern Europe, Europe, if you seek liberalization, come here to this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, open this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. As I looked out a moment ago from the Reichstag, the embodiment of German unity, I noticed words crudely spray-painted upon the wall, perhaps by a young Berliner. This wall will fall. Beliefs become reality. Yes, across Europe, this wall will fall. For it cannot withstand faith. It cannot withstand truth. The wall cannot withstand freedom. On September the 10th of 1989, Hungary opened its borders. The Berlin Wall was opened. December the 22nd of 1989, the Brandenburg Gate was opened. October the 30th of 1990, Germany was reunited. If you were to travel to Germany today, there's no sign of that wall. They tore it down completely. They destroyed it that freedom might reign once again. Hallelujah. Tonight we are in a different kind of battle maybe in this walk we have with God. But there are walls that can be built up in our life. 
Hallelujah. Walls are used to separate. Walls are used to block. And some walls we allow in our life can separate us from God. Amen. Walls can be built in our life that separate us from God. Being able to do what he wants to do in our life. Amen. I understand today that there are some walls in place that the pastor has put there. And they're there for a good reason. They're to keep some things out of the church. And to keep purity inside the church. That's not the kind of walls I'm talking about. I'm talking about walls of doubt. Walls of fear. Walls of failure. Walls of unbelief. That separate us from what God would have for us. These walls of tradition the walls of the past. I want to tell you tonight, if you want victory, it's time for those walls to come down. It is time to tear down that wall that's separating you from everything God has for you. It's time to tear that wall down. That revival can come forth. That healing can take place. That miracles can happen. It's time to tear that wall down. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Hey Amen. If you looked at that Berlin Wall. Hey Amen. My pastor when I was a child went on a trip to Germany. And he passed into East Germany in the 80s. And he talked about how amazing it was to him. That on one side of that wall, that life flourished and, uh, and you couldn't find any damage from the war. But as soon as you crossed through that gate, 40 plus years after the war yet, uh, there was still damage, still buildings gutted, uh, still bomb damage uh, because there was no freedom. There was no desire to build it back up. Hallelujah, because you see, in this wall that we may have in our own personal life, uh, on one side of the wall, there is failure. You say, oh, I tell you what, every one of us has failed. There's none of us perfect. But I'm telling you what, when you do fail, don't let it become a wall in your life. Don't let it become that thing that would separate you from God. Hallelujah, it's a simple process to find that place. Amen, the prophet said rejoice, not against me, oh my enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. Let me tell you something, it becomes a wall. When we fall and don't get back up, and we stay where we fell, it's time to get up, that that wall can be torn down. Hallelujah. We can't allow our failures, amen, to stop us from what God wants to do today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, I don't know about you, but it seems like every time that victory starts to come and we're, we're starting to think that that wall's gonna come down, we have an enemy that comes and reminds us of the things that we've done, reminds us of the failures of our past. I'm telling you folks, you better be pay attention to what voice you're listening to. Don't let that voice of discouragement come and work its way in because that becomes a wall. 
Hallelujah. If you did something, if you failed and you came to an altar, I'm telling you, it's been covered by the blood of Jesus. It's been covered by the blood. It's washed away. It's wiped out. Don't let it be a wall. Hallelujah. Amen. On that side of the wall. Amen. There's bondage. There's bondage. Amen. That wall stops us from getting where we really desire to go. We're in bondage. In pain. Amen. Maybe even humiliated. Amen. On that side of the wall, there is slavery. The exact opposite of freedom. It always amazes me when people think that we live under bondage because we live for God. We got to do this and you got to do that. The old song says you're bound by rules and restrictions. What a dreary life you Christians must observe. Let me tell you something. I'm not under bondage tonight. Hey Amen. But there's folks all out there talking about how we're in bondage that are so bound to alcohol, drugs, tobacco, immoral living that they cannot get their heads up. They can't stop no matter what they're doing because they are slaves to what they're serving. They are a slave to what they're serving. Know ye not that you are a servant to whom you obey, whether of obedience unto righteousness or of sin unto death. You are the slave, the servant of whatever you are serving. Hallelujah, folks, to get so bound up on the sin of this world that they don't have any type of liberty or freedom. But I'm telling you, when you get out of that place, from behind that wall, there is liberty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I tell you what, there was times in my life where I served sin and I walk in the house of God and yeah, I may have ran the aisles because everybody else was, but I wasn't feeling what everybody else was feeling. I may have said amen when the preacher was coming forward, but down inside I knew that I was bound up. I was behind a wall. I was stuck in a place of bondage. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. There's slavery behind the wall. There's rejection. Amen. Let me tell you something. When you're going through a bad day, it's going to sound terrible, but you can't turn to the devil for comfort. See, those folks serving sin, when they need something the most and turn to their God, their God lets them down. Their friends forsake them. Their friends push them off. Hey, man, all you got to do is look at the prodigal son for a story to tell you about that. Hey, man, his friends forsook him. Hey, man, they were only interested in being his friend as long as he was providing them with something. And then when he ran out of what he was providing them, they rejected him. 
And it's the same thing as always. It's always that way when you're out there in sin. It's going to reject you. There's struggle. There's struggle. Amen. And yes, there's even depression back there. Amen. The way you don't let it become a wall is when you come find the presence of the Lord when you're feeling it. But there's some folks that I've even known that like to dwell in that place. They like to stay in that place and they like to get people to feel sorry for them in that place. They feed off of it. Hey man, they, they like it so much. Maybe it's because of what the doctor gives to them and they, they take pills trying to mask it and not heal it. I'm not saying that there aren't some that need it. Don't get me wrong, but I'm telling you what, there's a whole lot more that don't need it that are taking it and enjoying it. Oh, hallelujah. Let me tell you something there. We've got, a, we've got a whole society that has become drug dependent instead of God dependent. And it ought not to work its way in the church. Our first response shouldn't be the pill bottle. Our first response should be to reach out to him and cry out to God. Amen. He is still the great physician. He is still the healer. He's still the creator of this body. And he can still fix it hallelujah I don't preach against doctors I don't preach against pills but I'm telling you what sometimes we think that's our first priority you ought to seek the Lord is there any sick among you let him call for the elders of the church any afflicted let him pray They'll come, anoint you with oil, pray the prayer of faith. And he shall save the sick. And if he have committed any sin, they shall be forgiven him. It didn't say seek a doctor if they can't do anything for you. Then call the elder. Hallelujah. We've gotten too dependent on it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You say, well, that just goes on outside the church. Honey, you're fooling yourself. I've known folks hooked on prescription drugs inside the church. Always hurting their backs. Or having little surgery here, a little surgery there to get more pain pills. Hallelujah. You want a wall built up in your life? Get a drug addiction from a pill. Hallelujah. I feel there's something right now. I tell you what, we got to get our dependence off the chemicals of this world and get our dependence upon God. If I'm not mistaken, I remember hearing a lesson not too long ago about witchcraft. Same root word as pharmaceutical, I believe. Amen. Potions to alter the mind. Hallelujah. 
It's going to build a wall up around you and you may not even realize it until you're so bound and so locked up that you can't even feel God. Hallelujah, get so wrapped up uh, in the feeling of those pills. Uh, get so wrapped up uh, in how good it feels uh, that you forget how good it felt uh, to have the Holy Ghost. Uh, it becomes a substitute uh, for the presence of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. When folks can't wait to get home because they're feeling a little twinge. They need to take another pill. Honey, we don't need to take another pill. We need to spend some time before God in the presence of God. Hallelujah. The greatest encouragement we could ever have. The Bible said that David encouraged himself in the Lord. You need to be encouraged. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Encourage yourself in the one who has all power in heaven and in earth. About a year ago, I think it was, I went in. The doctor had a cough and bronchial junk going on. I couldn't get rid of it. I don't do doctors. I just tell you, I don't like them. I don't like going. Amen. I don't like taking junk. It was bad and it was affecting my ability. My voice was shot. I couldn't hardly preach. So I decided to go to the doctor and see if he couldn't help me. Amen. And uh, I got there and he said, well, how does it feel when you cough? I'm like, well, I've been coughing for two weeks. What do you think? It hurts. I said, well, it hurts. He said, well, I'll give you a uh, opium. Opiate. I said, what? You know, my wife was sitting right there with me. All my kids were in there. I said, a what? He said, an opiate. Strong painkiller. He said, he'll take that pain away. He said, danger for you, though, he said, is being a preacher. He said that uh, you're going to get addicted to how it feels and how good you feel when you're under the influence of it. He said, it's highly addictive and he said, you'll get up there, and he said, you'll be able to preach better than you ever preached before because you'll feel so good. So they're thinking. He's like, you want one? I said, not in the world. No way. Matter of fact, I didn't feel, I don't think, one thing he gave me that day. It made me mad. I don't want that junk in my life. I don't need a narcotic to make me feel good. Elder, there's nothing feels better than being under the anointing. There's nothing that feels better than being in the presence of God and feeling his presence move. I don't need some artificial stimulant. I just need the Holy Ghost. I just need the power of God flowing through me. I need him. Praise God. I'm talking about walls. 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 Hey, man, I don't know if anybody here even has that problem, but if you do, I'm telling you, it's going to be a wall if it isn't already. Hey, man, and I'm telling you, the wall that needs to come down and deliverance needs to take place. Hallelujah. I don't believe for a second it's the will of God for us to live under the influence of a drug, under the influence of a pill, of some type of intoxicant. It is not God's plan. 
Hallelujah. I watched my dad take pain pills in excruciating pain the last few weeks of his life. Took pain pills at the, the street value was $100 a pill. Hey man, I looked at that pill bottle and thought, well, hallelujah. Actually, I didn't, but there's a lot of money sitting in that pill bottle. Now for him, it was just to survive. But there's others that take it that don't need it because they want to feel good. Because they've forgotten what it felt like to be in a place of liberty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to say this tonight and maybe wouldn't say it if there were visitors today, but I'm telling you, we can be faithful to the house of God and have so many walls built up around us that we wouldn't know the presence of God if it slapped us in the face. Hallelujah. It comes around, it blocks everything, and we come because it's what we've always done, and we sing, and we lift our hands, but we don't feel what we used to feel. We're not what we used to be. We, we're not in that place where God wants us to be because we've allowed some walls to come in and separate us from his presence. They're separating us from where he wants us to be, and I'm telling you, it's time for that wall to come down. I tell you, it does nothing more to frustrate me, I'll use that word, than to see somebody who has every opportunity to be and live for God and to experience God. And they're here and they've experienced it at one time, but they let things creep in and walls are to be built up and now they can't feel it anymore. Now they don't have victory. They don't have joy. They don't have peace anymore because they're on the wrong side of the wall. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Overnight, those people that lived in East Berlin, their lives were completely changed because some leaders of some countries got together and drew some lines on a map. Hallelujah. But I'm telling you, if you're behind a wall tonight, it's not because somebody came and put it there. It's because you allowed it to be built. You allowed that wall to be built. At first it was no big deal to step over it when you felt like it. But then you'd step back behind it. Come in and get a little bit of victory. And leave that wall for a while but you never tore it down. And eventually found yourself behind the wall Again, addicted, addicted, addicted. You say, well, I'm not a drug addict. Well, there's other types of addictions. There's other spirits that are at work other than just drugs and alcohol and tobacco. Immorality. Amen. Without a doubt, one of the biggest downfalls in the church of this day is pornography. Folks sneaking around. You have a constant internet access on your phone. You can access it anywhere you want to. And you come in, you know it's wrong, and you come in and you pray and you seek God and you go back behind the wall again. 
until there finally is a day that the wall is built up so tall around you that you can't even get out. And there you are living behind a wall that God did not want in your life because of a moment when you walked away from God and got cold in your spirit and tried to sample something where you had no business going. Oh, but it was innocent when I first did it. Yeah, but that wasn't good enough. And you kept going back and back until the walls built around you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. Oh, I'm telling you what, if you've got that problem, I'm telling you it's not going to end with just destroying you, but it'll destroy your family. It'll destroy all your relationships because of that wall you've allowed. Hey, man, if you think that it's only going to affect you, you're fooling yourself. Hallelujah, I'm wandering as far away from my message as I can get right now. But I want to tell you something. There was a man one day, and I'm jumping way ahead of my text, but amen, just in the next chapter or two, there was a man that when those walls came down, and he walks in and he sees a Babylonian garment. He sees a wedge of silver and some gold. Everything in that city was to be left alone as an offering unto God. But yet he desired it. He took it. He took it home. He dug a hole in his tent and buried it. Just me. It's not going to affect anybody else. Just me. Just me. It's not going to affect anyone else. Really? Well, you know what? There was a little town called Ai. It wasn't no big deal. So Joshua just sent up a little force against it. And Ai whooped the snot out of him. I don't remember how many died there. There was several men died in that attack. And Joshua, he's like, what in the world? Hey, man, it was revealed to him that there was sin in the camp. Hey, man, and so he caused them all to pass by him and it narrowed it down by tribe, narrowed it down by family until finally Achan stands there before him and he said, man, why'd you do this? What'd you do? And he told them what they did, what he did. And so, Achan, his wife, his children, his animals were taken outside of the city and they were stoned to death. It's only going to affect me, really. His wife, his children. But let's not forget the men that died in Ai. That left behind wives and children and families. It's not just going to be you. You've allowed a wall to come in. And it could be to the destruction of your family. Those children that you love. How do you think Aiken felt when he saw the rock striking his children? And all he could do 
is say, I'm sorry. He couldn't do a thing. Could protect him. Couldn't save him. But because of that moment, sneaking off in the nighttime, doing whatever sin it is that you're doing, it could not, it could be that it's not just you. It could be your wife. It could be your children. It could be your husband. Don't think that it won't affect anybody else. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you bow your heads and talk to the Lord for a minute? Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Mm. I can remember as a young person, we, we went into a building program, like a new church. Amen. Through the process of that building program, we... Towards the end of it, they were actually all still there when the church was done. But amen, right afterwards, they, we had a few families, three in particular I'm thinking of right now, that walked away from God. Amen. Two of them had kids younger than me. They wouldn't have had kids my age. Amen. They all walked away. And so be it, a few years later, amen, we all ended up working together. We were the, four, we were the maintenance crew at some apartments. And it was the four of us. Me and three backsliders. You know what? They seemed like every time we were together, all they wanted to talk about was the old days at the church. Talked about how when they drove by that building, they still figured it was their church. Still called it their church. Hey, man, if you'd have looked at them, you'd have never thought they ever went there. These are all men much older than me, and it, 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 it bothered me then, and it bothers me now. Because these adults made a decision to walk away from God. And with them, they took their children One of them had two. His daughter ended up pregnant, not married, and his son was in and out of jail as a teenager, in and out of the juvenile detention center. And of course, I've lost track since. But if you think it's bad for you right now, how's it going to be for your children? I feel this so strongly right now. This is not what I intended to preach tonight. Amen. But I'm telling you, you've allowed a wall that's come up. You've allowed a wall to be built around you. Amen. If you don't get that wall down, it's going to destroy you. It's going to destroy your family. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. When 
children of Israel came to that great defense city. Amen. That, that wall was so great. Seemed impenetrable. There's no way through that wall. Amen. And God says it's not going to be any big deal. For six days, I just want you to go walk around it once. On the seventh day, I want you to walk around it seven times. There's seven priests with trumpets. And when you hear the blast of the trumpet shout, the great shout, and that wall is going to come down. Amen. It was encouraging instruction. But in order for the wall to come down, there, there had to be obedience to the voice of God, to the instruction of God. There's never going to be a wall come down if we're not obedient to the voice of God. How many times has God tried to convict and yet we've watched people put that wall up and block that conviction from coming to them? Sit there and say, oh man, this message was for so-and-so. I hope they got it. But God, I sure wish you'd talk to me. The old time God's talking. But because you're not sensitive and obedient to the voice of God, you turn around and walk out still looking at the same wall. Not finding the victory you desire, the joy you desire, the righteousness you desire. You can't find it because all you can find is a wall. One of the things I was thinking today and studying about this message is one of the amazing things about this wall is that people lived in the wall. I begin to thank God. Why is it that so many people in the church are willing to live in a wall? God wants to tear the wall down and we're content to live in the wall. Hallelujah. Amen. I know it was in Scripture that we were talking about earlier when President Reagan stood there, but I'm telling you, there's no wall that can stand against faith. There's no wall that can stand against truth. There's no wall that can stand against freedom. Hallelujah. If you stand with me tonight, Hallelujah. I don't even know who I'm talking to tonight, but oh, oh God. I'm telling you, if you can I just talk plain tonight? The more you push it off, the more you push away, the harder it's going to be to ever come and be obedient to God. The longer you stay with the wall surrounding you, the longer you sit there staring at that wall, the harder it's going to be to ever get the wall to come down. 
I don't know how well developed your wall is tonight, but will you be obedient to God today? Will you find a place where you can just repent? <laughs> where you can repent? Hallelujah. Amen. There's no one sitting here in judgment tonight. Amen. All we want is you to repent and let God tear the wall down that you can have your freedom back that you can have liberty again that you can have joy in your heart and peace in your soul hallelujah that you won't see your family destroyed because of a wall that you let me build Acts 17 and 30 says, In the times of this ignorance, God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. God might wink at your ignorance for a little while. Amen. But it's time to repent. It's time to repent. Folks, I'm telling you, I feel with everything in me that God is wanting to do a mighty work. That there's a mighty revival that's coming. I mean, it's here. I mean, it's here. I believe it. I feel it. Amen. But you're not going to ever know it if you don't let the wall come out of your life. You'll never experience it if you don't tear that wall down. You can see it going on around you, wondering why is my brother here being blessed? Why is my sister being blessed? Honey, you've let that wall be there too long. It's time to tear it down. It's time to find a place to repent. Oh, hallelujah. I'm preaching an old-fashioned message, I guess, tonight. Hey man, it's an out of date message in a lot of places. Hey man, but I'm telling you, we still have to repent. We've got to live a lifestyle of repentance every day. I'm telling you what, I want to make sure that my flesh is laid out on the altar, on that altar of sacrifice. I don't want something to come in and be there and let it fester and begin to build a wall that would take me away from him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, I just feel like I'm up against the wall, brother. I feel like I'm up against it. Please don't shrug it off tonight. If God's moving on you, won't you respond? Find a place where you can talk to Him. Find a place where you can truly repent. Where you can be real with God. You're not fooling Him anyways. You might try to fool those around you, but you're not going to fool Him. Why don't you be real with God tonight and find a place of repentance? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This altar's open if you'd like to come and talk to him.
please don't walk out of here. Please don't walk out of here.